Welcome to another episode of Frankly Speaking. I'm your host, Larry Frank, and it is great to have you here today. I hope everybody is doing well during these challenging times. If you missed our show yesterday and have not yet listened to it, you definitely want to go back and do that. Yesterday, we had Greg Orman of The Athletic on our show. He worked for the Tampa Bay Times for 19 years We discussed Tampa Bay Buccaneer football and some of the rumors surrounding the team and what they might do in the upcoming draft this Thursday. So some great, great, great stuff on yesterday's show. If you are a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan or football fan altogether, you definitely want to go back and listen to that episode because it was a terrific interview. Also a reminder tomorrow, it keeps getting better and better and better. And we're going to continue to get better. Tomorrow from 105.3 The Fan out of Dallas, Texas. He does a sports show there. Jeff Cavanaugh will be talking about the Dallas Cowboys and what they have to get what they got to do to get back to the playoffs and what they might do in this upcoming NFL draft. So that's tomorrow. Jeff Cavanaugh. You definitely don't want to miss that. You know, you keep hearing day after day after day, and we keep listening and listening and listening, hoping, hoping there's some, you know, light at the end of the tunnel if you want to speak. Major League Baseball, within the next couple of days, and you're hearing this first, right here on Frankly Speaking, my sources are telling me are going to make some type of announcement on the plan to begin the 2020 baseball season. Don't know the specific date. I know they're meeting with the minor leagues tomorrow to talk about some reductions in affiliates, but it's going to be coming up in the next few days. I think by Friday, um, if not sooner, you'll be hearing some breaking news about Major League Baseball and its plan to, to, to start the 2020 season. Don't know what the plan is. There's a lot of different things going on out there that we're hearing. I don't want to speculate. I like to give you the facts here. I don't like to make up rumors. That's not my style. So once we get more clarification of what that plan is, we'll break it to you as soon as it happens. But Major League Baseball, in the next couple of days, should be announcing a plan to start the 2020 season. Now, that doesn't mean right away. The plan could be for the end of May, beginning of June, but we should hear something a lot more concrete as a lot of states are starting to go through phase one of the opening up their state phase. Um, I know here in Bentonville, Arkansas, and the state of Arkansas, on May 4th, all the restaurant dine-ins are going to start opening, which, you know, you know, Great thing because a lot of these dining rooms and restaurants are really hurting. So some great news there from the state of Arkansas. And hopefully this means, and I would assume it means, that we are going through a downward swing, a downward curve with the coronavirus. 
And yesterday on the Yes Network, they asked Dr. Foshi what he thinks about the possibility of when baseball might be back. Restrictions. Dr. Fauci, you mentioned reopening. And in recent days, there's been discussion and speculation about how could a sport like Major League Baseball return and begin its 2020 season? Under what scenario could you see that happening? Well, to be quite frank with you, it is impossible to predict, but given the extraordinary efficiency of transmissibility of this virus, I don't think we can say with any confidence that in the middle of this summer, we could say, okay, July 4th, let's start the season in a a truncated season exactly the way we would do it normally, because there's going to be a new normal for a while. And it's not going to be just a few months. It likely will cycle around even into next fall and winter. Hopefully it'll go way down. So what are some of the possibilities? People who know more about baseball structure than I do have said it, but I, I think it's reasonable. You could either have a situation where you get the group of players and you put them in a few cities, you make sure they're not infected, you test them so that they don't infect each other. And you have baseball in no, as much as it's tough to say, in a spectator-less environment where you have people playing in an environment in which people can watch it on television. I mean, it's the revenues are not going to be the same as when you have a packed stadium like Nats Stadium in Washington, where I go to. But I think having them play on television is certainly better than nothing. Another version of that is to limit the amount of people in a stadium and make sure you seat them in a way where they are really quite separated and maybe even wearing the facial covers that are masked. I know people look at that and they say, what are you crazy? But to me, it's better than no baseball at all. That's the point. And, right, I wanted to and la- a great point there by Dr. Fauci, um, the expert. They're talking about do you play in front of fans or you don't play in front of fans. And this is the one big debate. And it's the one topic that I have conflicting theories on because I think it's different in professional sports where athletes are getting paid versus college sports where athletes are students first and they're not getting paid. Yes, they're getting uh, some uh, scholarships, but we'll get to that in a minute. What Dr. Fauci is saying is we can put the players on the field. We can separate them from society. And possibly, he didn't say no fans completely, you can possibly put fans there. You know, there's so many giveaways, so many giveaways that these teams do on a daily basis when they have games. Why not, why not give away masks? Make one of your giveaway days your team mask. You make up a mask. Uh, let's say if you're a New York Mets fan, you go into City Field for a home game or a New York Yankees fan, you go into Yankee Stadium, your team mask. The Yankees have their emblem on their mask. The Mets have their emblem on their mask. You know, it, it, it definitely makes sense. And instead, you know, a lot of these stadiums, yes, maybe Fenway Park, who is known for a lot of sellouts, uh, 
Ridley feel on and off. You know, you, you're not going to get a full house. Why not sporadically just sit people? So every fourth seat or whatever the distance six feet is away. Okay, you two are together. Two seats. And, and it gets difficult. It's very tough for planning. But you can make things happen. So Dr. Fauci there didn't rule out anything about playing baseball. Just like everybody else says, you have to come up with different ideas to make sure you're safe. So everyone is about to go through phase one. Now, college football is the next big topic. When will it and will it begin? And I have an issue here. See, college athletes are not paid. Okay? They should be treated the same as all students. They are student athletes. And if you notice, the word student comes first. It's not athlete-student, it's student-athletes. So, you're going to allow no students on campus except players? Except if you belong to the football team? First of all, that's discrimination. You're discriminating these people because they play athletics because you're too freaking greedy. The problem is... It's all about the money when it comes to college athletics. They don't give a darn about their players. Don't let them tell you any difference. If it comes between the safety of the players and them making money, it's a $4 billion industry and more. They care about the money. They're thinking these athletic departments are going, oh my gosh, look at the money we're losing. We'll bring the athletes only back. But we'll tell the students they can't come back. If the athletes are playing football come the end of August or September, whenever that first regular season college football game is, then all the students should be allowed on back on campus. Why wouldn't you? If it isn't safe for the students to be back on campus, what the heck makes it safe for the athletes to be back on campus. It, it's hypocritical and does not make sense. You know, we can, it's not the point I'm making here that the crowd is a big part of college football, which we all know it is. There is, you know, I've been to the swamp, you know, Death Valley, um, and other great stadiums. And those places, you know, FSU, Miami, the, these crowds, Ohio State, Michigan, they, they love their fans. The fans are a big, huge part of the game. But if it's not safe for fans and it's not safe for students, why is it safe for athletes? And the only answer I can think, for, think of is these people are freaking greedy, and when it comes to money, there is nothing more important to them than making the almighty dollar. And, you know, fans are a big part of that sport. I understand that. But once again, if you're not allowing the fans in the stadium, you're not allowing, you know, more importantly, and, you know, people say, well, Larry, you're not allowing fans in professional sports. Yes, that's going to test every single player 
in sports, they're going to pay them. They do have to take a, some type of reduction in their salary, we're finding out. But these players are getting paid in professional sports. Okay, the, the, the players in college aren't getting paid. They're doing it for the love of the game. Obviously, some of them will go on, and hopefully a lot of them, to professional careers. But at the end of the day, they're no different than any other student in that, in that school. And what are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, we're going to allow football players on campus, but any other sport like soccer or just to name one there, or that goes on during that time of year, we're going to say, no, we're not having that. You know, no fall baseball, no uh, soccer. What's the difference between those athletes participating and the ones on football? Once again, the common denominator is greed and money. That's just my point on it. Now, you know, a couple great things we're going to talk about when we come back. And we're talking about coronavirus and sports coming back. But, you know, it's really, really good to see a lot of these different organizations. And we talked about it um, on a lot of our previous episodes. Are giving back to the communities. A lot of players. A lot of... Um, organizations, a lot of coaches, whatever they can do, they're doing. And when we come back at the message from our good buddy, Dick Vitale, we're going to talk about a couple of moves that happened earlier this morning about giving back to the community. Hey, my motivational tip of the day, it goes like this. I love this saying. I love it. You've got to expect great things of yourself before you can get anything achieved. No doubt about it. If you don't think good of yourself, if you don't think positive about what you're doing and don't have that optimistic attitude, nothing's going to happen in a positive way for you. So it starts with you. Yes, Y-O-U. You believe it in yourself, having your heart and soul into what you want to achieve. Chase it with incredible passion and pride and a lot of beautiful things that can happen. So remember, start thinking about yourself. Start thinking about great things that you want to achieve and feel it and believe it. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. This is Larry Frank, and I hope everybody is doing well. We had a great first segment just now talking about sports continuing Hopefully soon. And I think we're going to, like I said, hear something by this Friday. But, you know, one thing, first of all, before we even get into what some of the owners and players are doing to help combat this COVID-19 virus, you know, let's make sure if you see a doctor, a trucker, a nurse, any type of health official, you know, let's, let's say thank you. You know, the, the work that they're doing right now, it just doesn't compare to anything you've ever seen before. I mean, just the dedication, the time, and the love they're putting in to make sure you, your family, your friends, your relatives are all safe is just incredible. So let's thank all the doctors, nurses, ambulances, uh, 
you know, CNAs, anybody who has to deal with the health industry. Let's thank them. Let's say, let's even thank the people at places like Walmart and grocery stores that are working long, long hours to make sure those shelves can be stocked so you got something to eat. Let's make sure to say thank you. And please don't forget those restaurants out there that are currently not open for dining room. Let's order a carryout or a delivery. Remember, the difference of them staying open could be you ordering a meal or you not ordering a meal. Thank goodness May 4th can't get here in Arkansas quick enough so these dining rooms can start opening and grab a little bit more business that they so well deserve. So I want to mention that. Now, in the sports world, you know, you keep hearing more and more about giving. I cannot say enough. And not that there's not other people or other industries. So I don't want to hear people emailing me, texting me, or doing whatever and saying, well, you know, there's other people besides athletes and sports organizations helping out. Yes, but this is a sports talk show. It's not a political show. And we're not going to get into that. I'm talking about sports on this show. That's what I do. Hopefully you like it. If not, I'm sorry. But that's what I do. And you, you think of people um, that are just over and over and over again helping out. Like Jeff Finnick of the Tampa Bay Lightnings gave a million dollars. I think he gave 700000 a couple weeks ago. Just gave another 300000 to Metro Ministries in the Tampa Bay area to help out with COVID-19. The, the guys that I love Jeff Finnick. If you guys that are not from the Tampa Bay area and not familiar with Jeff Finnick, my goodness, you talk about what I would call the best owner. Now, there's a lot of great owners out there, but probably the best owner in all of professional sports. And you know what? If the Tampa Bay Rays want to stay there, they're probably going to need to get a guy like that involved. To help them out. Talking about another great, great owner. Chairman and CEO um, of the Philadelphia Eagles. Jeff Lowry. Just gave a million dollars in donations. To help combat the impact of COVID-19. In the city of Philadelphia. Another owner. Another owner. And you hear about a lot of organizations. Then it just comes out within the last hour and a half. Um, co-owner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Darcy Glazer Kasowitz, came up with this announcement. To everyone in Tampa Bay, my entire family wants you to know during this difficult and uncertain time how remarkable this community is. Sports has always united people together, but now we're uniting in a very different and powerful way. During this time, we've been working on how we can do our part to contribute. And today, we're donating 5 million meals with the help of Feeding Tampa Bay to reach five counties to feed children at meal sites, to deliver meals to seniors confined to their homes, and to provide groceries and meals to individuals and families in need. My family is deeply thankful and so grateful to caregivers, volunteers, and those who continue working in the community to help overcome so many challenges. From my family to yours, be safe, and we look forward to coming together again. Wow, wow, wow. Incredible. 
people continue to give. And, you know, once again, that's from the Tampa area. I want to make sure that people realize we get a lot of our video, a lot of our tapes uh, from those areas, and we're trying to build that. We're in Bentonville, Arkansas. Like I said, tomorrow we'll be talking to someone. You guys here in Bentonville, you root for the Kansas City Chiefs. You root for um, the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to professional football. You root for the um, Kansas City Royals, St. Louis Cardinals, Texas Rangers. We're trying to get as much and much and much local stuff as well. And tomorrow, we're going to start it off with Jeff Cavanaugh. That's right, Jeff Cavanaugh from 105.3 The Fan will be joining us. He's from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Has his own sports show there. He's going to be talking about the Cowboys. Um, and, you know, we'll talk a little bit about Zeke. We'll talk a little bit about Dak. We'll also talk about the draft. What are their needs in the draft? Are they going to go after a safety? That's tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to do that. So you don't want to miss, especially if you're from Arkansas. And also, after we come back from the break here, we're going to take another short break. We're going to talk about the hogs. That's right. Woo Pig Suey, baby. We're going to talk. What a recruiting class. You know, I know we talk a lot about the basketball team. Haven't heard much about the football team because it's been so quiet, and hopefully we will real soon. But when we come back from the break, let's talk a little bit about Hogs basketball. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. want to remind all of you, if you have any questions, topics, concerns, Things you want to talk about. There is just so, so many ways to get in touch with us. The first is obviously right here. We have a message link where you can leave a voice message to ask us anything you want in relations to sports. Ask us about your team. It doesn't have to be the Bucks or the Jets or the Chiefs. It could be any team in the NFL. It could be any baseball team, hockey team, basketball team. Whatever subject you want to talk about, leave us a message on this link, and we will play it on our next episode of Frankly Speaking. You can go to our email address, franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. You can go to Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, please follow us at Larry Frankis. That's with a U.S. at the end. We have a Facebook page. Our NFL Special Edition Live Draft has gotten over a thousand views. That's right, a thousand views. Thousand people watching what we have to say that trust us and trust our decisions when it comes to sports topics. You can, by the way, still go to our Frankly Speaking page on Facebook and watch that show. It is available on the Frankly Speaking Facebook page, as well as leave messages there. If you want to do a sponsorship for the show, if you're a business, a restaurant, whatever, you can do sponsorships by getting in touch with Anchor FM. If you want to donate to our show so we can get more updated equipment, you know, one of the things we're looking to do is build some finances up so we can actually do some live shows where you can call in and we have a rotary line where you can put you on hold and answer 
up to five, six phone calls at a time so we can do some live shows. You can donate on this link. Anything you can do to help would be greatly appreciated. Now, before we get to Hogs basketball, a couple of different things coming down the line. And if you looked at our Frankly Speaking page and you follow it, you get a lot of this updated information right away. Marquise Lee, probably one of the most productive wide receivers in the last couple of years for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was released as we reported yesterday. And, you know, I tell people two great fits right now. If you're the New York Jets or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as Greg Orman said yesterday, still need that third receiver. And he would, imagine putting him with an Evans and a, putting anyone with Evans and Godwin is incredible because, you know, that third receiver on that team, which like Greg said yesterday, over 64% of the time they had the three receiver set has to be a productive receiver because with the different teaming that Evans and Godwin are going to, you know, entail from these defenders is going to really make that third receiver uh, a very important position for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I would think, and of course the New York Jets, who really right now all they got is, you know, they got Crowder and they got uh, Perriman they just picked up. They're going to need another receiver. I don't know if Jerry Judy is going to be available at number 11, but like I said in the on my draft show, if the Jets don't swoop up Jerry Judy, if he's available, it would be a huge surprise for me. Um, other news that we're hearing, Rob Gronkowski yesterday did not deny that he would return to football. Didn't say he's looking forward to returning to football didn't say he's talking to the Buccaneers about returning to football, but Rob Gronkowski is not denying that he would have interest in playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if the right opportunity came up. Now, in order for this to happen, you got to remember the New England Patriots own the right to Rob Gronkowski, so they would have to A, release him or B, trade him. And what better of a trade just swap tight ends. Rob Gronkowski for a potential good tight end who has still yet to prove himself in O.J. Howard. First of all, the tight end is used a lot more in Bill Belichick's offense than it is used in Bruce Arians' offense, but they still would love to have the presence See, Gronkowski is so much more of a player than Howard. You know, what people don't realize about Gronk is he's not just a beast when he catches the ball and runs with it. He's a beast blocker. He likes to hit people, and you don't see that in O.J. Howard. So what a great, great trade that would be if it came to tuition with Rob Gronkowski for O.J. Howard. And the other news is Jamal Adams, you know, you've been hearing a lot of talk. Joe Douglas really does not want to trade this guy, the general manager for the New York Jets. He is just like anybody else. He's listening to offers, but he would rather have a plan in place to have Jamal Adams there long term. 
I do not think Jamel Adams goes anywhere. If there is any slight chance that he does, which again, I preface it by saying, I don't think they will move him. I would say the best case scenario for Jamal Adams would be the Dallas Cowboys who can definitely use a safety. So those are news coming right now out of the NFL. Obviously, draft day is just two days away. I'm so pumped up. Um, just a lot, a lot going on with the NFL draft. Also, I'm getting word here from our producers that we may have the great safety of California on this Thursday on our show. So on draft day, Jalen Hawkins might be joining us this Thursday. As soon as it becomes official, we will let you know he is a safety out of California and he's expected to go... Um, towards the second part of the NFL draft. Just a great safety out there. Um, so we'll let you know if and when he's going to be on our show this Thursday. Once again, that's Jalen Hawkins. We're trying to get him on our show on this Thursday on draft day. Now, before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about Arkansas. Haven't had much much to talk about right now with the football team. You know, everybody's excited. Want to see what Felipe Franks is going to do to at quarterback for the Arkansas Razorbacks. But the big news here at a Fayetteville has been the basketball team. They have the sixth best ranked recruiting class in the country. That's the sixth best. Just incredible. And every day you're hearing somebody else is joining this great team. It's just amazing. And yet, and yesterday was no different with the addition of K.K. Robinson, who signed with Arkansas. He signed a national letter of intent with Arkansas. The Brian Arkansas native made it official with the Razorbacks. That was yesterday. On his, actually, on his father's birthday, he becomes the program's sixth new addition. Sixth new addition for the class of 2020. He, six foot, 170 pounder, verbally committed to Eric Musselman back in November. And he was being looked at at teams like uh, Arkansas, Kansas, Illinois, TCU, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, several other ones. Um, and he, he follows, so far, the Razorbacks in this year's class. They have joined three other fellow four-stars athletes in Jalen Williams, Devontae Davis, and Moses Moody. Um, according to 247 Sports Composite Rankings, which ranks the players, not only is he a four-star target, but he ranks number 71 overall and number 12 among point guards in the class of 2020. I mean, I, you know, I can't, I'm so fired up for best. You know, I thought I was fired up for football and baseball, but you just keep hearing Eric Musselman day after day. 
day after day. He's just building a team there that is a completely new team. And, you know, a couple players like um, Isaiah Joe, remember, there's never a guarantee that he won't be back. He did declare himself eligible for the um, NBA draft, but he did not sign with an agent. Therefore, he still has the opportunity to come back with the Hogs in uh, this upcoming 2020 year. So Hog fans definitely, definitely have something to look forward to. You know, the, they, they come out, and we'll go over this another day. I'm going to save a show, but they came out with the football. Uh, I guess they produce a thing that predicts how many wins each team is projected to have um, in the upcoming college football season. And unfortunately, and I don't put a lot of emphasis on these rankings, but, you know, I like, just like everybody else, curiosity, look at it. And the predict, predicting the Razorbacks, unfortunately, it says three and a half wins. Obviously, you can't have three and a half wins. So anywhere between three and four wins. So they're looking for the Razorbacks to have an, um, another tough year, but let's hope. Felipe Franks uh, could help out a little bit more this year, and that will not happen. Now, remember, this Thursday is draft day. You know, everybody's freaking out yesterday because they did a practice mock draft with all the equipment that was sent out to all the owners and personnel and, you know, Roger Goodell and all the different monitors. And in the first pick, you know, when Cincinnati was doing it, they had some difficulty, and everyone made it such a big deal. You can tell we don't have a lot to talk about in sports, because when you make something so small, so big, like they did yesterday, everybody, oh, it doesn't work, it's broken, it's not going to work on Thursday. Guys, the reason why you have a practice pre-run is so you can get the kinks out. I don't understand why everybody was complaining. That's the reason they do this thing on a Monday when you're having a draft on Thursday to check out all the equipment. So yesterday, I swear, my Twitter page was going off like firecrackers, a pack of firecrackers yesterday when that first mistake happened. It's like, big deal, that's what's supposed to happen. So anyway, don't worry. The NFL draft is now canceled on Thursday. You know, we're looking forward to that. And want to remind you that our special NFL draft edition was recorded live and is on the Frankly Speaking Facebook page. So if you want to go to our page, like our page, follow our page, Listen to our page. That's where we post all our podcasts besides other places like Anchor FM, Spotify, Google, Breaker, just to name a few. So you can also get them on Twitter. So, you know, listen to the show. It was a great show. And you can hear all of our predictions leading up to the draft. Want to remind you that to also tomorrow... I know we mentioned this a couple of times, but I'm really excited to have Jeff Cavanaugh joining us 
from 105.3 The Fan out of Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. We'll be talking some Texas uh, football, the Dallas Cowboys. What's going on with them and who are they most likely to pick in the upcoming NFL draft on Thursday? You know, earlier in the show when we first opened up, we, we talked about some of the giving back, the great things people in sports are doing. And just found out uh, earlier today that also Derek Jeter is foregoing his $5 million salary. Um, you know, at least for the month of May until everyone figures out what's going on. And, you know, everybody's once again doing their part to try to help so they can take care of this employees during this time. And like I said, if you notice, they're only doing it to the end of May, these teams that are giving their employees and paying a lot of Major League Baseball teams are doing that with their employees. I'm telling you, if not sooner, by Friday, you're going to get a plan that's revealed to start Major League Baseball. And you can say you heard that first on Frankly Speaking. This is what my sources are telling me. Nobody said definite that it's definitely going to happen, but there is a good chance that the plan will be revealed by this Friday. No, there's a lot of speculation about what the plan is. You're hearing different stories. Some people are saying two states. Now people are saying three states where the state of Texas, uh, Arizona, and Tampa Bay uh, will all be um, encouraging teams to come there to play. Uh, we just heard that uh, Georgia is opening. Uh, that state. So a lot of these states are starting to open. And I know by May 4th, the plan is phase one to be, you know, everybody to be at least in that phase one of the three phase thing for the COVID-19 virus. We'll be back right after this station break. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. Once again, we want to remind you, Jeff Cavanaugh will be joining us live from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, to discuss the Dallas Cowboys and the upcoming NFL draft. want to also remind you, once again, you can contact us many different ways through Facebook on our Frankly Speaking page, on Twitter at Larry Frankis with the U.S. at the end. You can also leave a message right on this link. If you have anything you'd like to talk about, or go to our email address, franklyspeaking528 at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed listening to us today, and please make sure to join us again tomorrow as we will speak to Jeff Cavanaugh. Everyone have a great day.